go. Steve, is that are those Christmas decorations I see back there? Uh, no, that's a spider plant that is the one, the healthiest plant we have in the house. It just won't oh, okay. die. Okay. It's got some maroonish in it. No, there, there are some things trickling in okay. quietly, but not things don't get rolled out till Black Friday, probably. Yeah, I think we're going to decorate either Thanksgiving or Friday. I just was curious. I saw no, no, I put lights up there. outside. I put lights up outside about a oh. week ago on a nice warm day, tested them all, did it. Then when Susan came home last Friday, I, I turned them on just to, I was going to have them on for her. And two strands that I tested now don't work and are now hanging there. So I'm going to have to replace them this week. Replace those. So what a bummer that is. That's First world problems. Yep. All right. This is another episode of us talking about Christmas decor. Thanks for joining us. Um, no, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. With Steve. Steve wrote today's show, so I'm going to do the rundown, even though this is all his ideas, because these are all super original ideas. Um, yes. We're talking about Rutgers, then we're talking about Michigan State, then we're going to talk about World Cup, and then we've got old guy, young guy. A quick show today, I think. Probably. Good. People are efficient. People that. appreciate it. They got, they got to go drinking this week. Yeah, there's, there's just drinking nights of the year. Did you let me? Uh, let's, we're gonna start there. Did you or were you ever a partaker in the Wednesday night drinking? No, I, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I was in college, no, because in college we were home, and my parents to this day probably still don't think I drink. So, it wasn't anything happening then. And then we were married and had kids within a couple of years, so we weren't really, we didn't know. No, did you? No, I know I, the kids come home, like the kids come home when it's state colleges when they did come home, like not now because both off the books in different places. But yeah, that was always, oh, we'll see you Thanksgiving Eve night. And I'm like, no, you won't. We'll see us Thanksgiving morning. I'm, I'm good. I don't I don't need to see people from high school. No offense to people. No one from high school listens to this podcast. So that was pretty much their agreement. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, ready? Ready? All right. Uh, let's see. Where to start with the State University of New Jersey? Here's how I felt leaving Saturday's game that I've kind of been feeling, and I think I've maybe talked about this a little bit and alluding to, and I texted a the dear friend of the podcast whose birthday is today, Brian Tripp, about this. And I said, I I've never felt more confident about next season in the, the current season than I do about this Penn State football team. Um, you know, a defense that was by and large, pretty much dominant. Not that Rutgers could really do much with the ball when they had the ball. Um, an offense that took a little bit to get started, but I'll give them a pass. Number one, they've got a banged up offensive line with kind of some moving parts and puzzle pieces here and there. They didn't have their number one wide receiver. Um, but that guy's probably not going to be back next year, so I'm not really concerned about that. Honestly, like the only thing that is kind of giving me pause is like I still haven't seen the it factor from Drew Alar, and I think it's just we maybe haven't seen him in a moment that's big, big enough for that. And I don't think we are, which is fine. I don't necessarily want to see him at this point. Um, so yeah, I, I think that was my big takeaway from Saturday is uh, offensively, defensively, even special teams. I, I feel calm at at ease and feel like I don't need to stress over the 
the future of Penn State football. How has this program dealt with expectations, do you think, the past nine years? I'm just asking, building on that one, because next year there'll be expectations. So what's your sense of that? So are you saying like it's like entering the season expectations? Yeah, there's going to be entering the season expectations next year, right? Just like you are. Other well, people but, are optimistic. But are you saying? They're going to be a top six team preseason, right? Yes. Top 10 for sure. Yes. What is your what is your question? I'm sorry. I'm not understanding this question. I guess I'm I'm curious. Are, are you do you think that optimism is going to be well placed when you're done? Like are, are you excited? Do you think everybody's rightfully excited? Yeah, I think so. I think you've got a five-star quarterback. We don't know how good he actually is. Um, I'm not as sold on him as the average Penn State football fan, not because I'm a Sean Clifford Clifford's world's biggest fan, um, but mainly just because uh, he hasn't really done anything that's really wowed me. And he's made a couple good throws and he's made a couple bad throws. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think he's done anything that stupid yet. So that's good. Um, but you look at the running back situation and I can't remember Penn state really ever having a two headed monster the way that they do have a two headed monster, which weirdly feels like a thing that you do somewhat sometimes need to succeed. If you have slightly above average quarterback play. So there's that. Um, so there's that one. And then for me, like outside of PJ Mustafer and probably Joey Porter, you're getting the core of your defense back in Jair Brown, the core of your defense back with guys that you can kind of replace right after. Um, so yeah, I, I feel safe and confident. And I think the stats would tell you that it would make sense for Penn state to be a top 10 team next year. Yeah, and I don't know that I was going anywhere. It just feels like with the run of this end of the schedule, right, Michigan State should be the same as the other ones the past two weeks. I mean, they've got a little better material, but they should be the same as the other ones. The bowl game are interesting, but you can always play off a bowl, positive or negative. I mean, play off in terms of the result. You can spin it one way or the other. So this at this point, it feels like you're building toward next season with what's happening now, except for the quarterback being in there, which is not something that's going to happen. But it just feels like this past part of the season has been all about next season at this point in some ways. And Maybe for the fans more than anybody else. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I think it would be more so for the team. And I think, like, what do you think the, the like, pulse of the average Penn State fan, not, not Bill and Linda that live in New York, but, like, you know, the average, the, 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 the rational average Penn State. Okay. Cause I've got, I know some people that are irrational and they're like, look, what happened at Ohio state, right? Like there's, that's still there in the back of their mind. And when are we going to get over that hump? Right. Um, and I think they would still question. Yeah. I'm optimistic about next year, but you're still going to win 10 games. And that would frustrate them. Um, so, and I don't know that they're wrong. You know, I don't know that they're wrong at some point a decade in for the coach. You know, you got to start winning those games consistently to say you're over that hump. And maybe that starts next season for the for the, the more optimistic of the My, even for me, who has been, I consider myself relatively rational when it comes to Penn State, and especially expectations, things like that. I do turn the heat, um, I'm at least clicking the the gas stove lighter for James Franklin next year, not in a bad way. Like I think even a, a 10 and two season next year would be a successful seat, very successful season. I think anything above that is even better. And then that 2020 
24 season is really the go point. Like, like if something doesn't happen by 2024, what are we doing here? I understand why people don't have the time for that. I just give the pass because Drew Allard is a freshman, which is weird because I gave a pass because I said this year was going to be a rebuilding year with a six-year quarterback, but it's, it's a different. No, and there's a circle there, right? Like, I think 2024, there's no more passes because at that point, it's 12 teams in the playoffs, right? And yeah. everybody and everybody's all point. happy that they get the 12, right? I mean, not that it's going to matter, but you'll be able to stick that little thing in, in your media guide or not that your media guide on your website, whatever, and say they made the playoff. And at that point, if they're not they're not in the top twelve. Well, then that day, yeah, those are problems. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, no. I, as soon as the playoff expands to twelve, it is unacceptable for Penn State not to be a playoff team. Right. Four. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, like and I, I and I think, like I said, you're probably on the more rational piece of that spectrum. But I, I just don't see him getting over the the other the two, the big two at this point because I just think they're better than them right now. You know, um, maybe next year. I don't know. I don't know that I see that. I don't know. That's I what makes it fun, Michigan. I guess. I see them beating Michigan next year. I don't see them necessarily beating Ohio State simply because that game's on the road. Fair. Um, defense and offensive lines travel, though, and that's what Michigan does well, so that we'll see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, who's better, Catron Allen or Nick Singleton? Catron Allen. Um, I think that's where I'm about with it too. Like I enjoy watching Singleton play more often because he does more fun things. But I think in terms of like NFL draftability, Katron Allen is better. Allen feels more complete. feels like he does a few more things. I mean, they're, they're both asked to do the same things. The, the, the reps have been split evenly, whether that, how lucky that is that it works out or they're actually tracking it that much. And I know they track stuff, but you know, in the flow of the game, sometimes things happen that you don't expect. Yeah, he just feels more complete. Just feels like he can do a couple more things and not and be solid at all of them as opposed to not be as good at some other things, which may be singleton. I would be interesting to interested to pick somebody who is far more advanced at watching football than I am in terms of pass blocking. Um, kind of where those two rank and sit with that. Um, that would be my my only question. Um Where else was I going with this? That's about it. Um, how was your watching the game experience? How was how was the television broadcast? Oh, it's like Punishment Fox is awful. Like it's just it's just it is it it's. Well, I guess it wasn't Fox. It was Big Ten Network. Actually, that's wrong. It was Big Ten Network. Actually, Jake Butt, Butts, the teeth, the tight end from Michigan, is actually not bad. Sound a little bit like Greg Olson um, from from CBS. No. Fox, right? Greg Olson is Fox's main guy now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he sounded a little bit like him. He was a smart Michigan guy. He actually did a good job. So actually, the broadcast wasn't as bad. I guess I'm biased because I know it's Fox this week and it was Fox the week before. Um, no, I think they did an okay job. I think he was better than the play-by-play guy. Had some good insights, pointed out some stuff, and then also for the Penn State, real diehard Penn State fans, jumped on the James Franklin bandwagon and chimed in with the analysts with Orlovsky and Tillman the past couple of weeks about the program in general going a positive direction. Um, what would you change about the Big Ten experience? Big Ten Network? Yeah. Give them more money. Answer. Give them more that, money. Well, that would be one of my answers. 
My um, pylon, would be, go ahead. pylon cams, more money, just a little bit of, it's not, it's not, it's little production things. Like they did a two man stand up in the booth and it looked like something out of your high school. It just looked like a bad set. I mean, it just, I mean, it can't be that hard to have a good set. Even if it's a backdrop, there's gotta be something better. And that's it. It just looks cheap. And for as much money as they're investing, it should not look cheap. Which is weird, number one, because you're right, they have a shit ton of money. And that's a technical term. Two, it's not like they're traveling around the country. Like they could just leave the stuff at all the 14 of the universities and grab it from a closet when they need it type thing. Like Right. And they've invested in studios at all the places and the places have to have certain studios to be able to do their own stand-up right. things or and but yeah, it would it would be simpler to to leave some stuff than worry about moving some things, right? Invest in that. And that would be a wise decision overall. You know, you know this stuff exists and you don't have to truck it in. You don't have to pay people to truck it in. You just unload it. Uh, the, my big takeaway, and I didn't go back and watch the game on BTN, but just I was watching BTN in general this weekend. My big takeaway on it is I, I feel like they just need like slightly better like I, I guess it probably goes back to what you said the production value but also like there's no personalities like Jerry DiNardo kind of is the one personality on there and and then um what's Mike Hall and the other guy the Dave Dave Revstein Dave Revstein yep yep and Howard Griffith I mean they're they're, they're straightforward I mean those that yeah. four four they're straightforward and there, there'll be a little stuff this week, which I won't watch because it's Ohio State, Michigan with like Jake Butt and the the uh, Joshua guy from Ohio State who was a lineman. But then it just feels insular, right? Then it just feels, I mean, almost feels Big Ten talking about Big Ten. It just feels insular, not like somebody from afar is really talking about it. And there's a gravitas that comes with that, which doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And it still feels kind of like you said, slightly public access television and it's been here since 2007 like i mean that's all it's just been that long it's been a been a decade and a half it shouldn't feel that way like there's not a couple 4k cameras that they can kind of have hand-me-downs in in studios and uh, like the the feed when it comes over and i would uh, i'd love to pick like bubba prog's like brain about this but the feed when it comes over just looks bad like it looks like there's still some film or, or something on it that it's grainy in it and so that would be one of my big takeaways um on btn um uh, and and i just like really lean into the f- fact that you are the epicenter for big 10 sports and that's more so for the the non football and basketball sports like i go there to watch that stuff specifically give me give me the experts like you are the only, really the only mainstay channel in the country that has college hockey stuff week in and week out. Give me high quality stuff. Not that this stuff's bad, but just give me a little bit better. Yeah, and I think their analysts on hockey and wrestling might be really good. I mean, I think they compared to their other sports. Like, man, where were they? And I, and I can smaller sports. Man, some of those smaller sports like volleyball and soccer and whatever else they do, I don't feel, and those people's credentials may be great, I just don't feel that they're conveying their expertise as well as they could, or that they are framed as perhaps the experts they are. So maybe that's a hole in their swing, right? ESPN has those little bugs they put up about, you know, here's Darian Summers and here's why he's here. Like, I think that would help them 
you know, here's whoever it is, and they're a four-time Olympian coach. And that's why they're our color commentator. And, and I think remind you of that in the broadcast, because the people that are watching probably know, but you get enough casual fans and 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 it grows to if you say it over and over enough that it's true, that people would believe you have quality there. And I, and I don't get that sense. That's when it feels like public access TV is the smaller sports for sure. Football be after the first team or so. Um, but I do think wrestling and hockey, you you probably have quality folks because it's high quality sports. Like it's right. some of the best in the country and, and it reflects that with what's in the booth. All right. I, that's, that's enough about me complaining about the big 10 network. I will say I do did enjoy and have enjoyed all season long. The, uh, I forget what the name of the show is the, the, the Sunday show where they wrap it, the uh, big 10 recap or whatever, where they yeah, recap the all drive, the games. Yeah. I, I, I do appreciate that show. Um, I've been trying to watch that one and then the ESPN one that kind of covers, you know. The yeah, I record those two just so I have some context to be able yeah. to go back and check on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else you want to add about uh, Saturday's contest? Nope. Glad it's over. On to the next one. That should be the same, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. I think that's about where I'm at with it. Um, senior day, all that fun stuff. Uh, what do you think Sean Clifford's reception will be like when he runs out the tunnel on senior day? People will cheer. They've been guilt. Though, even those who think they don't want to have now been guilted the past three weeks to be nice, and they will be. Okay, that's about where I thought was at with it. I mean, I, I would cheer regardless. I might even wear uh, my blue fourteen jersey, which I don't. Oh, think look I've at ever you! Worn. Good for you. A Penn State game before, so. Um, where was I going? Do do you would you be okay? This is the thing I was thinking about this week. Would you be okay with uh Penn State playing on Black Friday? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean, I mean as a fan to go to, yeah. I don't it'll never happen, but yeah. I was thinking about that. I I'm surprised that. We were. I was looking at the schedule this week, and, and we talked about this last week. There's not a lot of interesting games on Black Friday this year. It might just be the matchups, the way they fell. Um, other years, there have been interesting games. I can think of like even UCF and USF played, and those were some interesting games. Um, but I don't know. I, I think where I'm at with it, that, that would be that would be that'd be okay with me too. Did, um, as far as Saturday's game goes. Pretty much like a take care of business type thing. I think that would be that would be my big takeaway. Like I think it's a take care of things and get things done, um, and go see what bowl you're you're going to. Yeah, I don't think it's fifty five to ten. I think it's thirty one seventeen, maybe something like that. It'll be interesting because they'll know halfway through their bowl prospects, right? More or less, right? Like if Ohio State wins, certain things are out the window. Right, right, yeah. So if I Ohio State wins, that barring USC really screwing up, that probably keeps Penn State out of the Rose Bowl. Um, it seemed like today when I looked through the most of the bowl recaps, some people were saying Citrus Bowl, and then like one place was saying Orange Bowl. I don't know if it shakes out that way. I could kind of see Penn State doing the backdoor kind of slide into the the um 
Orange Bowl or the the Cotton Bowl, kind of like what that happened the last time they went to the Cotton Bowl. Um, I just would have to think like over some of those other teams, like you'd want that draw of Penn State that notoriously, notoriously travels very well to bowl games, um, especially the ones in Florida. Um, so I think there's that. Um, did you go to the Cotton Bowl? I did, yes. What, so what was what? Did, how did they travel for that? It was fine. I think we had, there were a couple things to keep in mind. People were maybe even more so than this year a little bit disappointed in the way that the season shook out. Um, the opponent wasn't exactly the sexiest. It was Memphis, so it was like, who am I getting to yep. see there? Um, for whatever reason, flights to Dallas that winter were kind of expensive, more so than they were other years. So I think that hampered people. I think people were also just kind of like tired of kind of greedily tired of going to, to bowl games. And you look at the past few years before that, you had the Rose Bowl, the um, Fiesta Bowl, and then the, the Citrus Bowl, all definite warm locations. Texas in the winter, sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's not. And it was not really like, it, I remember wearing a hoodie and jeans and being comfortable, um, even though that game was inside. So I'm now. Yeah, I feel Florida is just more drivable and people would was, respond to it. Better. I was say. Like, I, I, I would much rather go to Florida because we've got Christmas plans already kind of planned into Florida. Um, but I will say, I had a great time at the, the Cotton Bowl. Bucky's. Well, well, there's one in Daytona Beach. There's a lot more in Texas. So that's my, my hot take there. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else? Steve, if Penn State loses this weekend, do you think like, like, what do you think the vibe going into the offseason is? Do you think that derails everything that's been all the goodwill that's been earned over the last now four weeks, three weeks? 80% of it, yeah. Sure. I think it's a high number. I don't know if it's 100%, but it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I think from what I've read, it seems like Michigan State is pretty banged up. They're not really doing any heavy practicing this week because they don't have the bodies. Um, so there's that. That's interesting. I don't really ever see remember seeing a coach do that non-COVID year. Um, so outside of maybe Bill O'Brien doing thud tackling um, for an entire season. Because <laughs> um, that definitely didn't show up those years. Um, no, I, I think, yeah, I think this is a relatively a benchmark game to find out how much better than you are than somebody that is currently probably at your level as a program but probably shouldn't be if you're Penn State like your expectation is much higher of a program you would rather be with the other two teams ahead of you in the Big Ten um, so yeah this is to solidify them for third for the third best team in the conference right like yeah. just I mean it, it, it depends on what that gap is I think even if they lose to the third best team in the conference without sure. a doubt but this just solidifies it in people's minds that oh you're close if there's something crazy would happen, then yeah, that wouldn't be good. And people would say, oh, see, I told you. And you just don't need that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, more likely to happen on Saturday. At least two trick plays or me getting creamery ice cream? You getting ice cream. 
I'm feeling like it's trick plays, even though I probably will be getting ice cream on Saturday. I, I two, feel like Penn State has a not lot. They should, Penn State shouldn't be pulling them out. It'll be Michigan State who's pulling them out, right? Oh, see, I think Penn State's going to pull them out. Like, I, I think. Oh, that'd be interesting. That's they, they haven't done anything like that all season long. So save it for the bowl game when you need it. They shouldn't kind of need it today. Okay, fair. That's fair. Saturday, whatever. Um, next question. How much would you pay for a copy of the land grant trophy, a real life size copy of the land grant trophy? You couldn't pay me to take it. Really? Yeah. It just, that no. much? Oh, yeah. It's just awful. Okay. Almost any other piece of Penn State memorabilia except that. I think that would be like, like, I, here's my dream Penn State bar. You walk in, the statue's there. Not really. Um, but you, you like in your basement, instead of having a kegerator, the the guy the the Spartan is like the handle for the tap, and then somewhere out of the lion, the beer falls out. I think that would be like my. You could probably have someone make that for you. I could probably build it myself. I mean, it legitimately is. You could put it. You could put it underneath the lion, right? Easily, you could do something like that. You could find a Spartan thing. You could probably do that. You're probably handy enough to do that. Dollars off of selling replica beer. I don't know about millions of dollars, but you could do one of those in in your basement. I'm sure. And 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 the video of you doing it and then using it the first time would go viral on Penn State social channels. And there you go. Be good for the show. Thank you. Um. Okay, those are my only other football questions. Do you have any other football questions? No, I'm going to think about that now. That's good. Okay. I feel like the land grant trophy is made with the wood that, like those TVs. Like, remember the TVs before big screens, the ones that like where it had like the ornate wood detailed box. We had one. I'm sure that is that what the Samsung family had before the big screen and then before flat screen. Yeah. And then the, the big one in the back had the tube in the back though. Yeah. It didn't, we had that, but it didn't yeah. have as much wood stuff on it. Yeah. Ours had a lot of wood on it growing up. I think that was, that was the one. That's, that's what they used for the land grant trophy. Um, okay. All right. You can tee up the next segment. Oh, is this the World Cup? Did you watch? I did. Of course I did. Were you excited? Yeah, it was a good game. I was a little under, a little disappointed. But how was the coverage? It was weird because I forgot how homery the coverage becomes the second that the US starts playing. Like all pregame was that's true. The pronouns start changing. Yeah, like Lexi Lawless and Landon Donovan. We're just like, we need to do this today. We we gotta win today. We gotta win. We gotta play hard today. And I'm like, I guess I could, yeah, go team. I don't know. I was reminded because I went from the TV coverage to listening on radio because I was traveling into town and then back to TV. And then earlier in the week, actually it was maybe last week, Dan, Dan Patrick had on Tab Ramos talk about old school soccer. And what the whole thing reminded me of is how. I thought the play-by-play was great. I thought the guys calling the action were some of the best. I mean, I know that, that, that there's better people out there supposedly, but I thought they were very good. But it reminded me how thin the pool is. I'm not a big, don't watch as much soccer as you do, obviously, but it just felt like the, the level of expertise of the, the analysts and the level of insight wasn't very deep after like the first outlet and the rights holder. Like it just, I don't know. Um, but the game itself on the broadcast, I thought was 
was good. The camera angles were good. It's always iffy from another country in terms of feeds and whatever else, but I guess Fox is the person, the, the network with the feeds, which was good, which was helpful. Because sometimes it's like a, it's like, like a caption, almost feels like a caption um, Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. right? Like they're just, they're saying stuff yeah. and they don't have the, 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 the shots to back it up. They had that for the coverage, which was good. Um, so I, I thought it was a good broadcast. I think the result is probably has to be disappointing, and I don't think it'll affect viewership for Friday. But I mean, it may amp viewership for Friday. But I feel like Friday might be the biggest soccer game ever. In well, and your point earlier from the college football games not being there, right? It's got it's got to help. There aren't many options. Yeah, good options. I feel like the one World Cup, maybe the twenty twenty World Cup. They actually played England, I think, on Fourth of July. Like, the, but like, I feel like people were very much doing things. Black Friday, everybody's pretty much just sitting at home. Like after noon, right, you can be shopping at home and you can be screening it on your TV too. Yeah. Still counting as a viewer. Yeah. Um, no, I think they have to be excited about the prospects of it. I think the tough part is, and I think we're well past that point. If this was eight years ago, twelve years ago. And the U.S. is in this position where they draw, they play the you know a team that's probably got the potential to beat them right in the second match. That there'd be some people, casual fans, like, okay, yeah, soccer, here we are again, hottest thing in the world, and not want long. But we're past that point now. Like I think with with the establishment of MLS and it's long been established and whatever else, I don't think that's going to be the general reaction. It's going to be why aren't we better um, from casual fans and soccer fans, hardcore fans. Yeah, no, I think that that makes sense. I, I, my big takeaway on it is like, I was watching a, do you watch Men in Blazers? You, you know, what I do is? not No, I know what that is. I do not watch okay. it. So I was watching a video that they put out and I kind of agree with this, like between everything that's happened going into the world cup, between the human rights stuff and the gay rights stuff and the just, the whole bribery scandal in, in all of it, the fact that it's in the middle of the winter, basically here, and there's already, as we talked about last week, seventeen thousand other sports going on. Like, I definitely felt like there was less of a buzz about this type of a thing today than it was than there was maybe for the Olympics. And even the the Winter Olympics that we were all kind of fatigued from the Summer Olympics a year prior, like I feel like for the most part, the country did shut down and pay direct attention to all of that. Whereas today, I, I don't know, it was yeah, not it'd be interesting to of... see the it'd be interesting to see the viewership numbers. Yeah, yeah. And I and, and I don't I don't know that I think it's the other sports in the time of year that tamp it down, although. And I'm torn on the on the statements of, you know, you saw this Grant Wall stuff, right, with the T-shirt going in. And I mean, he kind of had to know he was going to. And I get got approval for it. And this, But it's some I don't know, like I'm torn on that whole thing. Like and, and if it really matters to not torn on what I I believe it's wrong, but I'm torn on the media's coverage of it. Like how much of the story becomes a sports story and how much of the story is the politics story at some point. And you had to know the shit was going to happen. You had to know they were going to not be good about stuff it was weird because that was kind of felt like him inserting himself in the narrative yeah and i was kind of surprised by that 
Um, but I will say, like, I think some of there's, I think there's better, more effective ways to do prove the same point that he was trying to prove. And some of that is just by him picking up his pen and recorder and kind of going out and interviewing people that probably are more impacted by that than necessarily him who's there for a few days in the country um you know in the grand scheme of things yeah i think i think that's perfect i'm not even going to pile on i think you're exactly right yeah there um i think the beer thing is really i understand why the beer thing is happening uh but i think that's just another example of like fifa made its bed now you got to sleep in it type thing and I think right. that's they, what we're dealing with here right they took their money and they're not worried about anybody else getting theirs yeah. <laughs> yeah um so that would be my takeaway on that one I, I i don't know it's 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 a weird that the beer thing was weird because like i kind of just felt like that was going to happen the whole time and i think everybody kind of felt like that was going to happen the whole time um even when they first announced this i remember that being a storyline was because the World Cup is a drinking event. That's really what the World Cup is. They just happen to play soccer at it. And it's kind of not really a great place to have a drinking event. Exactly. It wasn't from the start. I mean, I guess that's why I'm not surprised by this stuff. But I think you're right about people inserting themselves in stories. So, yeah, good points. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of over. I think I, I do think some people are genuinely turned off by the idea of it being in this land that we really hadn't heard of in the last mm, i don't know 20 years ago like 20 years ago did you know what tar was did you did you really ever heard of it probably i know who the name but of course the name's changed and hasn't the spelling hasn't changed but the name's changed in the past 20 years so you know there's that too so i think that's my other take how many games outside of the u.s games will you watch steve none None. You won't. What, even, maybe the final. Okay. That's maybe the final. What about like in that? I, yeah, I don't know when it falls, but yeah, maybe just to say, I'll probably it, have to to be able to have a conversation with you. And then, thank you. Um, it becomes background noise. Like I will have it on, and I've pretty much had it on. I'm not waking up early unless the U.S. plays. Like I'm not waking up early to watch. Right, it. No, it'll be. I mean, I need to be aware of it, I guess. But I'm not. I got three that I need to watch, and that's it. No, maybe more if they keep winning. Hopefully four or Hopefully five four. or six. Five. There you go. I think you need seven to win it. So, oh, hoping that it's seven. Um, okay. Old guy, young guy. Is this me or you? I don't know if it's old. It's not an age thing. It's a it's, cultural thing, right? Okay. Yeah. You. 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 It's not an age thing. It's a question. cultural thing. It's a Thanksgiving meal question. And and the question is, and I see this a lot on TV, and I feel like I'm. This is not my world. So I'm curious if it's others. Is macaroni and cheese a Thanksgiving necessity? Ooh, necessity. It's not a necessity, but it usually was a staple at one of two meals growing up. And it you like uh, of the family. Yeah, the two families. Yeah, 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 with you. Yeah. I don't it was it was not present. I don't think it's been present. I don't think macaroni and cheese as a Thanksgiving side has been present at a Thanksgiving meal. I've ever attended on either we, side of the families. We've done 
I feel like it's evolved. It used to be mac and cheese, and then it kind of switched to the cheesy potatoes thing. Do you do cheesy potatoes? No, I don't think the cheesy potatoes might have made an appearance one year somewhere. Like ours is on both sides. Very, it's turkey stuffing. You're very traditional. Very traditional. There's like, you know, if you get the Italian side, you're not getting green bean casserole. You're not getting, like this past weekend, there was corn and succotash and like the green bean casserole. But there's not macaroni and cheese. That's And then cheesy potatoes is maybe more Christmassy in our world than... Hmm. but mac and cheese is is not like doesn't make it doesn't show up typically for either one that's why i was curious so and i mean and i see it on tv like everybody talks about it but they're younger than me and oftentimes look different than me right so i figure it's a southern thing more than a than a redneck central pennsylvania thing i don't know about that well see that's why i was asking could be wrong so there you go i I just i mean it's not a southern family that we that has the was it good macaroni and cheese? Uh, yes, it is good macaroni okay. and cheese. Um, that's all that matters. Uh, I was not, we, I had not been introduced to the green bean casserole until relatively recently. Like, I feel like yeah, and it depends been, on that. Like, that's not a, that's not a necessity for me, but I have an aunt that that's a reliable See, thing. it's become a necessity for, for me. Oh, good for you. There yeah, you Because we're doing, just Anna and I are doing that um, Thanksgiving. Um, I've decided I'm not going to cook the turkey because I don't eat a whole turkey by myself. Like that's like she does, she won't eat turkey. I'm not going to eat a whole turkey by myself. It's a lot of turkey. I don't love turkey that much. Um, but we are doing mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. Uh, we added a broccoli casserole into the mix. Um, and there was a couple other things in there. So like ham or chicken then? Is no, like- I think I think we might just go. I might go proteinless. I don't know. I might just go to Lidl and get like a little, like a little leg or something. Like I, I you can know, get I like you can get a you can get a roaster or something for like five bucks at pick the grocery store. Maybe I'll just go to Costco and get a Costco chicken. You do that too. I I like chicken better than turkey. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You see a little rotisserie, and you're done. And we I was just having this conversation with someone at Christmas time. Did you guys do ham? And turkey or just ham? It's more often ham. Probably most we, of the time. Actually, because Christmas was until we got married, Christmas wasn't so much a night. It was Christmas breakfast at my grandmother's, like Christmas morning. Ah, uh, okay. Like the big farm okay. country Christmas breakfast was more that than anything else. And then okay. Christmas has been the in-law side of the family almost exclusively. Like so the food there is, you know, usually it'll be ham, it'll be pasta, it'll be whatever else. Yeah. Growing up, we always did turkey and ham, but I much prefer the the question came about because uh, I said I much prefer ham over turkey. Like I would rather have ham any day. Me too. I agree. Although I don't know about on a sandwich. Like on a like if I get a sandwich from like Wegmans or Sheets or Wawa, I get turkey. I can see that. I'm usually doing like an Italian for when it's a sandwich thing, but. I, I had an Italian sandwich for the first time in a long time. No one will do it for me. I don't know. Look at that face. That's funny. Oh, goodness. Well, see, you're, you're lucky. Now you just got to decide whether you're going to be proteinless or not on, on Thursday. So there there's go. a big decision. Right. Listeners will be waiting. All right. Um, anything else you want to add about this week's podcast? No, sir. I can't wait to hear what happens with the, with the protein or not. 
And uh, you don't have to travel far for the game. Well, you're still traveling, but enjoy the game. Buy a 50-50 ticket at the game. Yes. Then it's benefits be Center County United Way. So there you go. 50-50 tickets on Saturday. Hopefully I won. Tell you what, your odds, are, your odds are better than they are for the for the big pot drawing. So, yeah. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, Steve, I'll tell you what. I'll split it with you if I win. It's all good. That's great. That'd be great. You'll probably end up buying it from me depending on where you're at. Yeah, I gotta, uh, I'll gotta. i just text you where you're at. I'll go buy it from you. That works? That works. Okay, perfect. Um, all right. Listen to our podcast. Um, thanks for listening. When you're done listening, you can like it five stars and review it um let's see i've got an email or we've got an email it's stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com we've got twitter handles mine is at stuff summer says steve's is at steve samstel other than that have a great thanksgiving pals <laughs>